What's happening, everyone? We are live again at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy, A-Wall. I got a very special guest, my OG player partner. I'll let him introduce himself, say a little bit about himself before we get started. Hey, man, I'm, I'm just Chuck Johnson, man. Uh, I'm just a very uh, very unique dude who's been loving hip-hop for a long time, man, for now 30 years, man. I've been in this hip-hop world from the Bay to beyond, you know? Right. And besides that, you know, Chuck been interviewing some of hip hop's legends uh, since, shoot, they was first coming out before albums was out all the way until, uh, you know, they've had successful careers, man. So it's definitely an honor and a privilege to have him here. Uh, grew up knowing this man, you know, he worked with my father, seen me since I was a young, youngin' out here holding right. my basketball. Right. Now we are on the radio doing some cool things, man. So we can get into a few things about the culture. Uh, Imani is out of town being Hollywood. Right, right. You know, Shout out, out to Imani uh, doing the, was she in the Bahamas, Bahamas or something like that? Bahamas. Bahamas. everybody Bahamas. ain't able, Imani. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so first thing I want to talk to you about, cause Let's I go. know, a part of your illustrious career, you worked for the Warriors right. for a while. So they had the first annual NBA awards. Yeah. Did you get a chance to check any of that out? Man, I did check that out, man. Uh shout out to Drake and uh Kenny Smith and uh Charles Barkley and what is it, Ernie? Yeah. So I mean, it was the first one, man. So I think they really, really pulled it off for it to be the first one. You yeah. know, it had a couple of little, you know, situations, but overall, like I think with it any was cool. first annual, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was cool though. Can Drake miss right now, man? I'm talking about music, <laughs> movies. I mean, Drake is <laughs> hosting. I mean, wow. I mean, he he triple threat, man. He's a true entertainer, man. So, uh, nah, he can't miss right now. All right, be on, be honest, man. Mm-hmm. Did did you think? Did you vote? Or if you could have voted, would it have been for Russell Westbrook, or did you have someone else winning? Man, Russell Westbrook. Triple double. Triple double for an entire season. It ain't been done since the 60s, man. Come on, man. You, I mean, don't get it twisted, man. You know, Harden had a crazy year himself. He did. You know, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard, hey, man, he's a bet, one of arguably the best two-way player in the league right now. Right. So, you know, he has some competition, but, man, Westbrook, if that if he wasn't on that team, that team wouldn't wouldn't go nowhere. So, you know, Westbrook is phenomenal, man. Um, you know, I think he definitely need maybe one or two more players, and I think he'll be right back in contingent. Right. Now, I agree. I agree. I definitely – I thought it was one of the toughest MVP races that I could remember. Like, the only other one I think that might have been close to this was maybe a few years ago when when Steph had got that first one and mm-hmm. everybody was saying that James Harden should have got it. Right. That's why I thought that might kind of put him over the edge because a lot of people thought he should have got it a few years ago. Right. But uh, I actually, if I could have voted, I would have went for Harden, but I wasn't mad with Westbrook. My only thing with it was I thought I really didn't think his team was that much better than okay. Russell's. I think it was slightly better. But, again, neither one of them was playing with no All-Stars. They met in the first round. He won. Hold on. Ariza is an all-star. Ariza not an all-star. I, I, I think he got an all-star this year. Trevor, was it last year? Uh, Trevor Ariza ain't make the all-star team. I thought he made the... Uh-uh. He ain't make the all-star so you, team. So you saying that he got the same amount of talent? No, nah, I'm saying I think top to bottom Houston's roster might be a little bit better. Yeah. But I'm saying I don't think it was that much better to the point where I think Houston was like the fourth seed, fourth or third, something like that. Uh-huh. 
And then uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Oklahoma was like the seventh. Yeah, and it was like and they six, mopped six. them right, like in right. five games. Right, right. So, but I thought you know either way it was cool. It was cool. You know, uh, you seen uh, Ennis Cantor getting a little uh, shady on uh, Instagram. Nah I, nah, I didn't get that one. So you remember uh, when Durant had won his joint? He was talking about his mom's, and he yeah, said yeah, she was yeah. a real MVP. Right. So Ennis Cantor, he posted a photo uh, right after Westbrook had got it and said, no, 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 you're the real MVP. Uh-huh. We're, we're- <laughs> Petty. Yeah. Yeah, King yeah. Petty. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's face it, man. That, that Hey, man, I, I really understand a lot of people's issues with the um, Durant trade and all that. But right. come on, man, this is business, man. It's just business, man. Like, I think I think he had more opportunities out here in the Bay Area. I think he, he realized that, you know, that team was on a downward spiral. And this team was staying up at the highest level. So, right. you know, you know, as far as the, the professional answer, that's mine. But right. then, of course, you know, black Twitter or whatever, the hood, right. the, the barbershops is like, nah, that was – you know, that was kind of disloyal, you right, know. Right, um, right. You know, that's a conversation that you can have. But to to call a dude a cupcake or, you know what I'm saying, not allow the dude right. to grow and try to change and do something different, I think that's too far. Yeah, I mean, because my thing about it is, and I said this with anything in any business, like you always looking for a better business opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and no matter what profession it is, I don't care if you're a teacher, you looking to go up to a principal, even if it's at a different school that you've been at for 20 years, if you a, a garbage man, you're trying to find a better route, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to find better hours, whatever it may be. The people who you working with, you just may not vibe with like that. So, I mean, I think sports is the only one where we do it to where it's like, nah, you was here, you got to stay here no matter what. And I think that's whack. Like, I know why this. Like, I heard, like, he was, I heard people saying, like, he went there to ride himself to a championship as if he wasn't a four time, you know, scoring champion, former MVP. Went to the finals when he was 22. He gave the league nine years, not the league, but OKC, nine years. Right. You know, so sometimes it's like the Kobe and Penny thing is like, we good, but, you know, I might have to go my own separate way. Right, and then even with that being said, I mean, if he just kind of was a piece to the team and got the championship, I want to hear something. But he right. actually dominated the finals. He, he was there. He was, he was the straight man. up the MVP he was of the guy. finals. So you know, he didn't just go over there and get it handed to him. He right. he went over there and took it. And then this is where the deep. This is where the game go deep. Next year, possibly Westbrook is a free agent. Mm-hmm. Now, what if he go to Los Angeles? Is he gonna be hypocritical? Right, right. You know, because I mean, that, it's real. And people been people been doing this with teams forever. They're trying to act like. And, and my thing about the Warriors, it was three guys that was drafted there. Like out of that big four, it's three guys that were drafted there. So I don't think it's even. It's not comparable to a lot of the stuff that they talking about. So one last part about it, mm-hmm. since we Bay Area guys, mm-hmm. our boy Draymond finally took home DPOY, man. Right. How you feel about that? I know you met I him mean, before and things like that. Nah, yeah, grow. shout out to Draymond, man. I, I You know, he's he a cool dude, man. I really didn't spend time around that dude, and he's just really a cool dude. But as far as on the court, man, he been dominating for the last, like, three years. So I think, you know, it was due. I mean, 
you know, they they had some other. They, who, who's the other two? Uh, Kawhi, Kawhi, and uh, and uh, who I don't else? Know who the other one was? But I know it was yeah. basically between him and Kawhi. Those yeah, the top I two. mean Kawhi is is really dope. I really really like his game. Mm. But Draymond is like he really the heart and soul of that team. He make he makes everybody else become defensive to me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. You know, shout out to Draymond. I think he's going to do that a couple of more times. He should. He yeah. definitely should. So, bottom line, NBA awards is dope. I know a lot of people was kind of critical of it before, saying they shouldn't have waited until the end of the year to do it and things like that. But I think, especially if they keep getting good hosts, and, you know, I right. know it's going to keep better and getting better and better every year. So, I think it's yeah, definitely Yeah, I look forward something. to watching it, too. Definitely think. Uh, so, Can't Stop, Won't Stop uh, drop. I don't know if you got a chance to check that out. That was on Apple Music. Um, but I actually I could talk about it now. But I went to a pre screening of it like a month uh, ago, and and you talking about the uh B uh, uh the bad boy yeah bad boy reunion oh, awesome yeah awesome like and I'm talking about like the way they did it was they uh basically talked about the inception of bad boy and they ran it along with the lines of the reunion tour and they was basically going back and forth with how they all came about. And I thought it was just dope, but it's like one of those things that's like a motivational piece. Mm. Motivational for real. Did you uh did you talk to anybody in uh Bad Boy like as you was coming up? Like I don't know. I mean, you know they can't. Uh, you know, was so let me big. see. Uh to be real, back in the nineties, it wasn't always an opportunity to hook up with a lot of East Coast Mm-hmm. artists and really just vibe and kick it with them like that. Like, right. they may come through the area, right. but they never just really chill. So to answer you, no. To be real with you, uh, if I got to go all the way back, it was probably in uh, maybe 1994 mm-hmm. at the Henry J. Kaiser Convention Center here in Oakland. We had this convention known as the the Gavin Convention mm-hmm. that basically all the, all the record labels would host all the artists to come to the Bay Area, San mm-hmm. Francisco, Oakland, and host a, a slew of parties and conferences and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, man, mm-hmm. in the 90s. And uh, Biggie and, and Puffy performed in Oakland at the Henry J. Kaiser Convention Center, man. And it was, it was crazy because, to be honest, I've always been a hip-hop head. Like, I, I was first started off in rap. Right. But hip hop was really what I really was driven by. Right. And when I listened to that dude rap, I knew I knew he was hella talented, man. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I didn't I didn't get a chance to answer your question though to to um interview anybody off Bad Boy. No, I just thought it was just so unique, man, because mm-hmm. like with a lot of us, I mean, they started out the mud and for him to get it to where it is almost a like shit, puff almost worth a bill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying now? Like, what you remember, like, most from, like, that bad boy era? Because, you know, they had, like, a good run, like, between, like, 94 and, like, 98, 99. The, the first thought I get when you just said that, when I look at it as a whole, because, I, like I said, I started, I saw it from the beginning right. when I saw it at the Henry J right. to now. Right. And the, the key words I can think is uh, they just showed a level of black excellence. Mm-hmm. Like, real black excellence that wasn't being seen all the time on on through hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like Puff was going with the Bentleys and you know what I'm saying? And Big brought back New York music. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I watched it. Like, you know, I'm from the West Coast. Of course we had our, you know, our 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 run. Mm-hmm. But when I really heard that Ready to Die album, I was like, okay, 
some uh, the paradigm is about to shift. Right. And and Biggie and Puffy was like behind all that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just Biggie, you know, they had Craig Mack, you know, they came in with Total and, you know, Faith Evans. So they had this this hybrid of hip hop and R and B dominating at the same time. Mm. Like that's why I know Bad Boy was just like it was gonna be here forever. And so now twenty years later, they just reflecting on that whole energy. Right. That's that's dope. And it's so crazy to me, like, cause like I grew up like when I was watching, it was just like we just remember the shiny suits, like you know what I'm saying. And it's like I feel like that's one record label, like nobody's been able to like duplicate that, like you know what I'm saying. Right. Like just like it looked prestigious, like everything yeah, about it, look. from what they wore the to the videos to even mm-hmm. the sound of the records they were using. It was just like it felt like you was at like some. Like a gala, like every every song, it sounded like something like that. So, I mean, I would say definitely check it out. I know you said you didn't get a chance to see it yet, but check it out. I, everybody, I look forward to seeing it. Everybody listening, check that out too. And um, how about your your boy, man? I don't know if you've been keeping up with uh, my man, uh, Lavar Ball. Lamar Ball, Lamar, you know, Lonzo got drafted man. to Lake. Hey, all Lamar the predictions Ball. been pretty spot on. <laughs> That's the crazy part. Like everything been spot on. He's like spot on. I mean, you know. They they hate him because he want to say what he want to say, right? And that's just that's just what it boils down to. He he feels what he feels. He thinks what he thinks, and he gonna do what he want to do, right? And that's just that makes some people cringe, especially walking into something new, right? You know, they used to the wheel going a certain way, and he right. like kicked the damn wheel and said, "I'm gonna try something new." I right? Mean, what was your thoughts on that WWE thing? I honestly I didn't hear nothing about it. I was scrolling up and down Twitter. And I seen Big Baller brand like on the Titan Tron and on the walkway. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, he got something. I already knew it, but like for them, like for him to go from a different sport, and his son ain't even played one minute yet in the NBA, for him to already get that brand to cross into a whole different sport, like I thought was crazy. Like I thought, it was it was crazy, and it to me it just showed how much of a genius like he really is. Like yeah. you know, behind like I think people get caught up in the mouthpiece with it, right. like not comparing him to like a Muhammad Ali or nothing like that. But you know, all of those guys like the Chad Ocho Cinco's, like some right. of them, they just delivery is just right. so crazy and boisterous. Right, you get so caught up in that that you don't really see what they're saying or the message behind it. And at the end of the day, it's a black dude who got. All of his kids, scholarships to UCLA. Right. All of them probably getting ready to go to the NBA. Yeah. They started their own brand of sportswear coming out of college, going into the league. Never been done before. And now he got that up on another billion-dollar industry, which is WWE. You got to salute that. That's hustle. He He's bringing it all together and making it dance for him in his future with his sons. And it's like... I'm not mad at it. I mean, you know, hey, I admit, I'm going to keep it a thousand. His his shoes, just by the look, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to support. Now, his brand and however it was, if it was $500 and it's the shoe I want to wear, I'm, right. I'm going to, let's do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but him making a decision to come with his own, uh, whatever, marketing entrance, come on, man. Yeah. Why, why am I being mad at that? And so, I, I just, I applaud it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, some things, I, to be honest, I, I do want him to kind of 
do the shenanigan, right. but then step back and let the sun <laughs> do his thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think as it gets closer and closer to the actual basketball season, I think he's gonna step more and more back. Cause I like even when the season was going on, really? I think in the NC, I he think he just so. was on WWE. He just got that. It's energy. the summertime, though. It's the summertime. Okay, okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I'm thinking about it, like even when it was at UCLA, and I was following him during the season. He ain't really start saying much until like the tournament. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you know, he was pretty much behind the scenes until they put the mic in his face and was like, you know, what's going on? So it's like once you. Once you light that fuse, you know, you can't be mad about how it turned out. They put the mic in his face, and now nobody, right. you know, it's Fox Sports, it's ESPN. Like, he can't book himself. Like, they, they want they him to keep he, coming he's back. He's an unapologetic black man. He's going to talk his shit. Yeah, that's, that's it. Just, that's just what it is. And, they and and you know, the powers that be are used to you, okay, comply, structure. He like, huh? Right. I ain't, that ain't how the balls do this. Right. <laughs> they like it to be more Russell Wilson. Than Michael Vick, huh. basically. Speaking, speaking of, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cold comparison. That's a cold comparison. Hey, but I like I like Russell Wilson, but as you know, it's just two different personalities. Yeah. So while we're there, uh, if you guys are at your desktops or on your phones, make sure you follow Get Far Magazine as G E T F A R Magazine on all social media platforms, and you can also log on. From your, uh, you know, your laptops or your desktops, and uh, go to the magazine as well. Check that out. That's Number one source for Black culture, man. So check that out. So, um, did you hear anything about this, uh, this John McEnroe situation? No, nah, nah, I'm gonna talk more about it, man. Talk, I'm gonna talk my shit on this, man, because I'm really, I'm Let's a little go. upset. Let's go. So, uh, I don't got everything quote for quote, but uh, basically, John McEnroe, one of the uh, all-time tennis greats, uh, male tennis player, of course, John. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he has a book coming out. It's either a book or a documentary, something like that coming out. And uh-huh. um, they had asked him about Serena Williams, and he was like, you know, clearly the best female tennis player of all time, hands down. Hands no down. questions asked, yeah, yeah. period. And he's been saying this like the last few years. He's been saying that. So uh, he was giving her her props, and uh, the reporter had asked him, well, you know, how do you think, um, you know, well, how about all time amongst the men? Like, well, you know, where would you put her amongst the men? And he was like, you know, the men? And he was like, nah. He was like, that's a completely different game. I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, that's a right. completely different game. And what do you You know, I don't think it's comparable. And she was like, well, you know, can you give us something? He was like, well, all time, I don't know, maybe 700th or something like that. <laughs> So this was written. This wow. was written, though. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a video interview. Wow. So it was something they was reading. So now the whole thing has become like he's sexist and, uh, you know, he doesn't wow. respect Serena Williams. Serena. Serena man, Williams. Serena knock off so many men. So. Man, Serena be. All right, I want to hear what you got to say because I got my piece man, on it. You're going Serena, ahead. Well, first of all, Serena, think about it, man. She ain't no, she ain't no average woman like athletes like she's like the most dominant tennis player ever you don't think she gonna beat certain mere mortal regular dudes who don't really know how to play tennis at her level like she's hitting the ball 100 miles an hour come on do you think that you can hit a ball at 100 miles an hour I know I can. I know she would destroy me. I, I'm I talking think she about, would beat me. You know okay, what I'm saying? I, I think know she, she would, would me. destroy me like I'm it, not a professional player so right. this was my thing what I took from it. I took it First off, he gave her clear props at the beginning of the joint. Okay. Clearly, all-time greatest 
in her respective position, no questions asked. So when the reporter asks you a question, like all I could do is answer it honestly. Now I'm gonna tell you, we both basketball guys, right? Right. Diana Taurasi, all-time leading scorer, WNBA history, awesome. If she played in the NBA, she would get washed. Okay. Clearly, Lisa Leslie, same thing. It's just a physicality type thing. It's not even. It don't got nothing to do with her and her respective sport. I believe she is that girl or that person well, in that. Put it like this. Tennis is an individual sport. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. That is all about the speed, the endurance, the technique. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't the dude bumping up against her and wearing her down mm-hmm. on no level. It's right. just about dude. Can you go the distance as long as me right. hitting the ball and going the different directions? I'm gonna go and I'm hitting the ball through my leg like the power of Serena, man. Have you really watched her? I'm talking beyond just, you know what I'm saying, looking at her. I'm right. like her, she has a supreme athletic ability. And I'm just saying, for her to be put at 700, I don't, come on, man. I don't know, bro. Like, I think. Like, right, how, many the other would you thing, give how many would you give her? Like, the other thing is, I don't follow tennis. So I don't know how far their rankings go every year. So okay. I know he has said all time. So he said all time amongst men, where would she go? Now, I know tennis been getting played for a long time. So I don't know about how much. That would go each year and how she would rank. Seven hundred. But it's the but it's the seven hundred. But it's the men though, Chuck. That's it's a wow. different. So you are saying a, at least minimal four hundred is what I'm hearing? <laughs> is that what you implying? I'm saying, I'm saying he might have been right. I how like, many would you say? Kev, you got to see. You got to feel say? what I'm saying on this. How many men would you say? Better than Serena? Yeah. Is it seven hundred or oh, would you think it four hundred? It's probably like ten. Man, that's what I'm saying. Kev, all that's time? what I'm saying. Wait a minute. Man, Kev, shout out to Kev, the engineer. He said 10, Kev, man. all time. Come on, man. Serena though, is good, man. But think about what you, you said. So you're talking about, you talking about dudes like, you're talking about the Andre Agassiz of the Dude, world. I'm saying. you talking about the Arthur Ashes. All right, look. Kev, people, all right, watch this. Kev gave 10. Uh, shout out to Kev. He gave me the real to just say this. Right. Dude, 50. I think she could be at the top. It only may be 50 dudes. I don't even think that. I'm being real to be real. But I'm just saying, logically, 50 of the best tennis players in the in the world can probably only beat Serena, dude. And I'm saying this. I'm saying, like, right now, today, you're probably right. My thing with what he was saying was all time. So we're talking about... 50 of the best all time. talking about the players from... So... I just don't see, me personally, Serena Williams, female Serena Williams, stepping into the man sport. Man, we got to get, because we, we, the we gotta get on. We got to get on Snapchat Live or Facebook we Live, can't. and then because I need to hear the people say something about this. No, wait, listen. So this yeah. this gonna be my checkmate. This gonna be my checkmate <laughs> in a minute, though. This yeah. gonna be my checkmate okay. in a minute because we comparing. Her strength and her speed and all that amongst right. women. No, I'm comparing her period as a just an but, athlete, man. But you can't do that though, man. Because her, man, if you, I guarantee you, I'm if you look at her, you, look trust at her, me, man. Look you at her get, serve speed amongst compare it to the male competition. Man, but, the, the women, the men in her life tell me, trust me, they'll tell you they didn't have some wars with Serena, man. You I understand you what have. I'm saying? I'm not saying she's Dude, a slouch. It, it, I'm not man, saying she couldn't win in a In the bedroom set. or whatever, man. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> Serena probably didn't gave some, <laughs> some dudes a run for their money, I'm man. I'm not saying she wouldn't win a All set. All the way. <laughs> I'm saying championships. So my thing, and this yeah. was my checkmate, though, because she had an article from a year or two ago, and she said, 
that she couldn't compete with the men. So I just wanted to, I saved that for the end. Oh, she, said, she got an <laughs> that article. That was my last that said, part. That was my last part. So she said, she's like, you know, it's a different game. And you can look it up. She says it's a different I don't game. Don't get they me wrong. They just faster. wrap it up. It's U.S. Open, okay, for example. Right. All the men involved with the U.S. Open, okay, they possibly can get Serena. But come on, man, that's only be, like about probably 30 dudes. That's 30 you know what dudes. I'm that's 30 dudes. But then this year, after though, that, after that, come on, man, it's going to We're be, talking about like 100 plus years of tennis, Chuck. I mean, you can't tell me like I don't know who All the right. fa- I don't know who the fastest. I just seen this woman be too dominant for too long no, to not I think, believe I think, that she could. That's just like uh, I don't know, like Cheryl Swoop, for example, in hoop. I used to love to watch Cheryl Swoop. I still she, love Cheryl Swoops, man. Man, I think that she can beat somebody that we know on the court one on one. I think she can too, but they're just in middle school. But that's ah, just, he he just <laughs> in middle school. Oh, that's me. Man. That's just me. I'm, I'm telling you right oh, now, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball would be the best player in the WNBA right now, hands down. Like literally, it wouldn't be no. Okay, I mean, yes. average. But you just said you said Ball. That's Come what on, I'm man. saying. You just said Ball. This dude just went number two in the I'm draft. Just, I, I just get think. You. I just. Think, I get you though. I just don't think it got to be a social issue every time we say like. A woman can't compete with but a back man. to Macaroni seven hundred. You know what I'm saying? Back to Macaroni seven hundred was just the, the, yeah. to the subject. The, the, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, but too far again, away. and then again, my thing with his point was we was reading it, so like it's different than if we in there having a conversation. He could have been cracking jokes and being, you know, exaggerating and shit like that. You yeah. know how we crack fun, you know. So it's like you know you could take any type of context you want when it's a text or you reading something. So mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting, man. So good. Well, good point. I see. I, I love Serena though, man. That's my girl, man. Mm-hmm. I definitely love Serena. Uh, little Kodak. You listen to Kodak Black music, man? Man, I I, I got a rhythm with him. I like that uh, Tunnel Vision, and you know I don't I ain't heard all his music, but I, I catch him so to speak. But you know I I heard what he was saying, man. And what, what's going on? Yo, man, like social media is so good and it's so bad at the same time. Because I know even like, I mean, you know, like before you couldn't just like if you was riled up or something like that, you couldn't just put something out there for the world to be able to see it. You have to go to Source Magazine or something. Let me set up an interview. Let me go to the post. And I'll have time to think about what I'm going to say before I get there and say it. However long it may be, or it might be someone to talk to me about it before I put it out there. Right. So I think, just to catch them up right quick, so Kodak Black basically said that he don't date dark-skinned women, or he don't like dark-skinned women. Huh. Now, if you've never seen Kodak Black, yeah. he's the <laughs> darkest man on the planet, wow. probably next yeah. to Wesley Snipes, uh, wow. yeah, yeah. Shaq, <laughs> who else Talk we got? About, yeah. Usain Bolt, like, wow. he's right there. He's right in line with all of them. So, wow. you know, one, I That's think. Uh, and then he did a little retraction or something, right? I, I know he he just took the post down. But I, I just want to hear what you had to think, say about it first. I mean, right? that's I mean, that's deep. I would love to just actually hear it so I could be fully educated to say what I need to say. But to the point, man, to go all the way out there with it like that, that's, you know, I think that's doing too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his, he his own man. You know what I'm saying? Again, uh, he got maybe his own reasons. He might have had a couple of bad experiences or something. I don't know. But, you know, I don't think he should go that far with that, man. I think he should uh, keep that, even if he felt that way, kind of to himself. You know what I mean? Because that ain't really what it's about out here to be 
showing self self hate like that. Yeah, I mean, and he went so far as to like in the video, he pointed at himself like I don't like no woman that look like this, and like pointed at himself, <laughs> bro. Like I can't make this up. So I think the the crazy part I think is like we just said before. I mean. He's not the first person to say stuff like this. There's been other people, and I'm sure he ain't the only one, like, you know, in throughout the history who's thought like this. But mm. I think one thing we got to understand is when we got social media, like, you're going to get people's thoughts. Like, because I think, yeah. like, Twitter and all of this stuff, it gives you basically, one of my homeboys told me, it's basically, like, it gives you the ability to read people's minds. Like, because a lot of stuff you wouldn't say, mm. you know, but that's with the cost. people. Yeah, you know what I'm co- saying? So it's a gift. And it's a curse because you get stuff like this. Yeah, he's an artist you love, but, you know, and there's plenty of them like that, but you're going to get situations like this. So I think it's a whole different self-hate thing going on with him. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you could tell who got people surrounding them and who don't, who got yes men surrounding right. them and who don't because, you know, he's been having <laughs> run-ins, you know, over the last few years. Right. Or and, just show how... And young. Wow. And he's young. He, he Not only young or just how... uh uneducated or uneducated, yeah. or you know un, unenlightened or you know not aware of what's really going on right. you know it's history you right. know what i'm saying like i think he just came up in a serious hood environment and never been exposed to nothing else right. so that's just what it is right yeah no like I, I definitely agree and i think the thing that happens i think the reason why it's such a big deal in our community is we we put it out there more than anybody. Because I got white homeboys that say they only date blondes. Or I got white yeah. homeboys that say they only date brunettes. Yeah. I got Asian homeboys that say they won't fuck with nobody who's Japanese. Huh. But they'll fuck with somebody who's Chinese. Like, you know mm. what I'm saying? Right. So all different cultures, like, have that. I think our problem is, like, we don't know what we really, like, put it out there. Mm. And I think all of it's not on us. Some of it, you know, some of it, like, it gets gassed when we do things like that. Mm. But, um... You know, every culture has those type of things that go on. But when you put mics and you put this type of technology in front of people who, like you said, is too young, too ignorant, haven't been educated, you're going to see some of this stuff. You're not going to get it from Kendrick and J. Cole and the ones, the Nas's of the world and things like that, or the Chance the Rappers. You know why? Because they cultured. Right. Because I'm going to keep it real, man. I'm from the Bay, man. Like, if you want to just go by population, Mm -hmm. you know... Blacks only represent like 10 or 15% of the whole bay. Right. If you bring it all together, right? right? So to be real with you, I ain't never lost my love for my community, but yeah, I've dated way out of my race. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've yeah. dated white chicks, Chinese chicks, right. Latino, Australian, whatever. Right. They, you know, as long as they represent what's called beautiful and right. cool, you know what I'm saying? I've had, I've, I've experienced it, right. but it's never taken me nowhere past or serious genuine love I've had for sisters. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I, I, I like super dark-skinned women. You feel me? Right. Like, real talk. So, it's just, you know, it's just a balance of knowing who you really are but also experiencing life. Right. Yeah, you know no, nah, absolutely. No, that's that's definitely. And someone, one of my homeboys had, uh, me and Imani did an episode. It might have been like the seventh one or something like that, lightning round. And uh, he had, I forgot what the question was, but he was like, um, I think why don't uh, more black guys date, uh, he said black girls or something like that in the Bay Area, something like that. Mm. And um, the question I thought kind of stemmed back to what you were saying, like 
a lot of communities and things like that, like the Bay Area is one of the most diverse places on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I went to school in D.C. Mm -hmm. and like they had never seen Samoans before. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's something we see like every day. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's a Samoan? Like, or even like we had a a class like dealing with social structures and stuff like that. And we Mm -hmm. just had to start naming stereotypes and things like Mm -hmm. that, right? So I was like, well, shoot. We heard like Chinese people can't drive. Like that was something we grew up with. I was like, what? They don't have no Asian people around them like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they're not even in tune with none of that stuff we got going on. And, like, how we can dib and dabble and know about all sorts of different cultures and see how beautiful people is because, you know what I'm saying, we just grew up around them. That just might, you could be black in the Bay and went to, like, an all-Mexican school or all-white school or, you know what I'm saying, a predominantly Asian school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, it goes back to some of this. This might have been, like, he's from Dade County. I know their demographic, extremely black. Like, you know what I'm saying? You really don't see nothing outside of black. Until you leave that. And a lot of them ain't even leaving their blocks. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, for him and for him coming, you can hear it in his music and even in his interviews, his train of thought and his thinking isn't that of someone, you know, like we have said, the Kendricks and things like that. But, you know, to him, he's still a young man. Right. And he may not have had that guidance that he needs, but and, the comment was stupid. I mean, uh, definitely was stupid. I yeah, mean, I, mean I, I still champion his effort to get out the the hood. You oh know yeah, what I'm saying I, you I got still, to. I still love that when that just happens. That 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 lightning that went through the bottle. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like to to come from the hood to now being a, a well known superstar artist with. Uh, what what uh, Tunnel Vision got? What about 150 million views or something? Something crazy. Something. The song is so, hot. So you know, the song is hot. I mean, and like again, I said, like the thing, the gift and the curse with social media is, it's instant. So it's instant. As soon as he had said he was upset about some comments that was left on his thing, on his Twitter page, and then that's why mm-hmm. he posted the video. Then he mm-hmm. took it right down. Like you know what I'm saying? So. The thing is, you can't take stuff back like that when you said it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, of course, I'm sure if, like we said, that wasn't around or he had some different people around him, I'm sure, like, it wouldn't happen like that. But it's unfortunate. But I think, yeah, it's definitely something folks should check out. And, uh, you know, just so they could be updated on what's going on. You got uh, any events coming up we need to know about, man? The plug? I mean, you know, uh, you know, man, it's, it's definitely about to be a hell of a ride in the next couple of weeks. Um, we got a special announcement of a concert coming soon we can't do yet, but we're building on this concert. Contracts mm-hmm. is done. We want to figure out the location, but, you know, we got a concert after party going. And then, uh, you know, we also got coming up in a couple of months to, again, we was talking about it earlier when, you know, after we finished this uh, podcast, right. I'm going to kick your ass in Madden. <laughs> Because uh, basically what we got is, <laughs> so what we got, y'all, is an organization known as the Urban Gamers League, okay. where we do these events, you know, around Madden and, uh, you know, NBA uh, 2K. You know, we do mm-hmm. uh, get cash prize winnings, right. you know, things of that nature. So so we got a few things we're building on right now. That's a bet. And as soon as we get that flyer and all the information and everything, mm-hmm. we're going to make sure we post it, keep talking about it until it happens because we want people to fly out exactly. from everywhere to come to that shit exactly. and get ran off the sticks by exactly. me. We're looking at real grand prizes, you know man, like, <laughs> you know, two, $3,000, maybe even 5000 for real. I'm, I'm putting that out there in the real because, you know. Right. We really want people to come out. Last year we did one. We started out with a shout out with a Beast Mode mm-hmm. uh, and among others. They came through to our event. 
Uh, again, the plan is 64 players to come through to do a tournament. You play about five games. The grand prize is, you know, that good amount of money. So we'll we'll do we'll put that on you soon, man. Folks coming out for the bag, of course. Yeah, no doubt. And real quick, yeah. uh, make sure you go tune into Imani Shani's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Our other hosts who couldn't be here today, but check her out on YouTube, Imani Indeed. Shani, Imani oh, that's Shani crazy. TV. Check it out. Yeah. So uh, as we got it on. Um, I don't know. Was you paying attention to the uh, diss records that happened uh, a few months ago with Remy and Nikki? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Re- yeah, rewind. Yeah. What did you kind of think about that? Just as a precursor, like, all right. I mean, if we t- if we gonna just keep it straight, hip hop, straight you bars. Know, Remy, man, Remy won that battle in terms of just the timing of it, uh, the song itself. You know, you know, you know. Shout out to Nikki. She gonna she gonna keep being Nikki, so to speak. You yeah. know. But as far as the hip hop moment, she didn't she didn't match Remy Ma. Not at all. Yeah. And I'm a Nicki fan too. I like yeah. Nicki. No, I, I fuck with Nicki. I like but, I mean But on some real hip hop shit, if she really wanna know from a fan perspective, yeah. you didn't you didn't match the, the energy. Yeah, you know, yeah. they really came swinging for your head and you came back with um oh, I'm 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 still up I'm here. Rich. I'm up here still. You can't stop me. Let's right. keep no, we wanna hear some lyrical combat. Right. And the cold part is like I think people have been calling for this since Remy got out. And I I almost like if it was me, not saying she's supposed to think like that, but Nikki should have been writing them bars for a minute. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would have been jotting everything down. That would have been the longest song ever. By the time she would have dropped that out, it already had something in the chamber. Like, even if that's the homie. Like, because it's just something. You know how hip-hop get when people start instigating something. All it takes is something real minute for it to blow up. So, But anyway, uh, just following up with that, uh, at the BET Awards, Remy got up there and dissed her again on stage. So, she actually ended her run of uh, Best Female Hip-Hop Artist. So I think Nikki had got it like the last seven years or something like that. Right. And this is like the first year she ain't get it. And it's kind of crazy. It's followed up with the battle that just happened. That's very and interesting. And so what did Remy say? I can't tell you what for word. She spit bars when she went up there. Like she ain't even, it wasn't no speech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she I'm just gave her bars that. on the mic. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, she started talking about the ass injections and, you know, she went in there with it again. Oh, so, wow. yeah, she okay, did that. So, yeah, it's going to come on soon, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. So, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll definitely see you, but uh, I don't know. You think it's going to go any further? I don't think. I I doubt I mean, after what happened that I don't think Nikki giving her no more no more records, man. I, but uh, I think Remy going to keep going with it in the sense of just coming out with stronger music because, you know, that's confident building, man. You should, yeah. you just, you, what you, from what you just told me, if she responded that way. Right. Her confidence is, is steadily growing. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like Nikki gonna have to eventually swing back hard, or else. All right. The is is Remy Remy Rain right now. You know. What she I'm either gonna have to do that, or she gonna have to say nothing at all. Like, but she, she gotta she act like it ain't happening. She ain't gonna keep. Get, <laughs> she look, gotta man, act she like it ain't happening. She's not gonna keep getting away with that. This is hip hop, man. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was the first. Th- I mean, I thought this was like the first thing that should let her know when. You've had a seven-year run, and they finally say, nah, not this year. All right. Like, that should wake you up. All right, look. She was on the NBA Awards. I was just watching that, right? Yeah. Okay, I was listening to the song. That's like one of her answer back songs, right? What'd she do? Oh, uh, uh, what was it? No. Uh, No Frauds. No Frauds. Okay. Okay, No Frauds. It's it's cool. It's easy going. 
you said a couple of bars in there. I'm uh, your man wrote the eat the record, but I broke a read the record. Okay. okay. I okay, I get that. But man, Remy coming with real renegade bars coming after you every time. Like you gonna have to compete with that or eventually, you know. Like, I mean, it's it's deeper than records, man. She talked about her pedophile brother. Like, I mean, <laughs> it ain't, it, this is not fun and games. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, how this all turn out. Hey. So, um, well, like we had said before, um, you've been interviewing for how long, man? When was your first interview? Oh, that's crazy. Uh, Damn. That's a long time ago, man. I was in the nineties, man. I was probably like in like ninety-four or ninety-five, man. Mm. Uh long story short, man, I just um started this internship with this uh local based channel known as uh Soul B Television, man. Mm-hmm. And I just started an internship and uh a couple of months later, uh the people that was originally doing what was considered the hip hop TV show at the time. Right. They kind of just stopped doing it. It was, it was, it just wasn't their exact interest. You know what I'm saying? It was in the other stuff. Shout out to my man Rock. Right. He was doing the show at first. But uh, long story short, the boss, you know, basically said, "Hey, man, you know, I know you like that hip hop shit. So, all right, you gonna have to do this TV show." Mm. And this is, I shit you not. It was like, okay, this is your first uh, week of doing this show. You got to do like three interviews. Mm. Uh, I had to do one with this this. This girl named uh, Simple E, she had this song called Play My Funk in the 90s. You can probably go find it on YouTube mm-hmm. now. It's crazy. You can probably, you know, Google her. And uh, this group by the name of the Fugees. Mm. Uh, you know, they was not known. Uh, nobody knew who they were. So you interviewed and, the Fugees uh, in 95? I interviewed the Fugees in like 1995, 94, somewhere Damn. around there, man. No doubt. And uh, it was a group that was locally based here, and it was called the... Uh, I think it was the delinquents or it was the coop. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, but they was local based. So he gave me this shout out to Chuck Johnson. Ironically, his name was the same name mm-hmm. as mine, Chuck Johnson from Sobe. He said, Hey, these are your three first. And this is my first time interviewing ever. So I ain't going to front. I'm, I, I, man, I was so spooked. Like I, I'm, I'm, I, I repeated questions. I, you know, it was just a unique experience that I had to do live on TV, right. uh, on this local local access channel, man. So yeah, those are my first three interviews. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like hip hop royalty, bro. What do you uh, you remember anything about that Fuji's interview? Because I know they were just getting started. <sighs> man, that it was. Uh, what was the song that they? It was. It wasn't. It wasn't even. Fuji La yet, but uh, Fuji La had a video, mm. but they had a, one other song that was out before that. But uh, I knew about their music, but I wasn't like versed on them. Right, right. You know, there was some people that was fresh out of Jersey. Right. But it, it was what it was. I was in East Oakland on on uh, Foothill Boulevard in our little, you know, uh, secluded little uh, spot. We did interviews for real in, right. in Oakland. Right. And uh, long story short, they came through and um. You know, walked in the door was Prize, you know, Lauren Hill and Wyclef, man, mm. and and basically walked in the hood. And I ain't gonna front. I I immediately thought that Lauren Hill was a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She was a little short, little cutie. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And uh, you know, them dudes was you know looking real uh you know East Coastish. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> so 
the point was it was cool though because I, I I really embraced hip hop at an early age. That was what made me different. I really uh, coming from the from the West Coast. I was down with our shit, but I still had a hip hop perspective. So when I saw them, I, I could see their music had a different level to it. You know, they and their style was different. So mm-hmm. I, I just can kind of say they was different and they were talented. Right, right, you know right. So give me the give them a list of some of the people that you didn't interview because you didn't interview like some good people. Like, man, I can't even to be to be honest. I I ain't even necessarily even lived my life where I kept a, a, a account like that. But mm-hmm. to to just fly out some names, uh, uh, you know, Jay Z is somebody I think people know. Mm-hmm. Uh, LL Cool J, mm-hmm. uh, Mac Ten. Uh, on other projects, I've I interviewed uh, Fat Joe. Um, it's just been my journey, man. I just really been to into seriously been into hip hop ever since it started. Right. Like I really, I knew I wasn't a rapper or a singer early. You know right. what I'm saying? But I knew I had a serious passion for the music. I just always had a like a, a extreme catalog of uh, music working in my mind, mm. and, and everybody knew that. And <clears throat> I, I never was really a DJ. Right. It was just until again I started this internship with this TV channel, and they allowed me to take these music videos and create my own little playlist of videos. Mm. So I would play like maybe 12 videos in a two hour period on this hip hop TV show mm. while I interviewed these rappers. So not only was I tripping cause I was sitting there live interviewing some of the people that I love as artists. I still also had a responsibility to put together, you know, some real hip hop shit to make people watch my show. Right. So, you know, it was crazy cause at that time, you know, it was very territorial, man. It was right. like West Coast was, you know, trying to get as much play as possible because we wasn't having no big airplay. You right. know, we only had like Rap City that was like a national uh, entity or uh, MTV Raps mm. or uh, The Box for those who know, uh, those, know that shit. You used shit. to be able to call up and order videos on The Box. Yeah, all yeah. that shit was around and then it was us. You know what I'm saying? And, and so we was a part of that part of the game. You know, and uh, doing video, VJing. Instead mm-hmm. of DJing, I was VJing. You know, I was, I was picking videos. It is what it is. I, I used to get love sometimes, but I used to get hell because I would play three East Coast videos. Mm-hmm. And my partners from the town would be like, motherfucker, that, that could have been time we could have been on the air. What's up with that? I'm like, nah, it's about hip-hop too, though. Right. I'm going to play three, three of the West. Right. You know, I'm going to play three of the South, possibly. Right. I'm going to play three of the women. You feel me? Right. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a whole slew of music mm. and that's just kind of how I, I really you know y'all gonna see it in a minute i'm gonna really uh, now you t- got me Bust talking about it. Their head. yeah i'm gonna show you all the videos i was playing back then yeah. and, and then even east coast dudes gonna be like hell no nah, he was playing no-. yeah i was playing that shit because right. I, I was in tune you know right. i was really my, our crew my crew and people i was raised around we was in tune we had our super bay west coast shit right. la shit but we were super on on that uh, uh, when Cuban Links, what is it, uh, Raekwon? Only built for Cuban Links. Exactly, man. The purple tape. Ooh. Yeah, like we we was on we was in tune to that, and you know it, it was just a different era, man. We was really in love with the music as a whole, not territorial. Yeah, and that's the one thing I think that I'm liking now too about the internet too is that it's giving people access to everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear some shit from back east. Down south, Midwest. Right. If you even want to hear some international hip hop, because now everybody's starting to do that too. Right. So they listening to stuff over there. I think that's the dope thing about it. So uh, I really, I'm glad I got you on mm-hmm. this week because 
the topic everybody been talking about from over the weekend is what happened with Joe Budden and Amigos. Mm. Of course, Joe Budden, a who he hosts his everyday struggle with uh, DJ Academics, and uh, I forgot the other uh, the girl's name on there. But they interview, you know, hip hop artists, and um, you know, it can get a little testy. Like that's what they've been kind of known for. I think this last month, month and a half, they've been airing. Mm. You know, DJ Academics has become a real punching bag. Mm. Uh, for anybody who comes on the show and uh, for anybody who didn't see it uh, the Migos were being interviewed by the crew Joe Budden DJ Academics and uh, Joe Budden basically told them to cut the interview Mm. and before they could even say bye he bumps offset Mm -hmm. throws down the mic and walks off and uh, a confrontation almost ensues so uh, I kind of wanted to get your take on that before I get ask you some personal questions about interviewing. I mean, again, I, I want to. Wa- I like to first watch the whole process mm-hmm. because you know, of course, you know the the producers is going to create the image that they're going to create. Right. You know what I'm saying? I right. think it was maybe some things that led into it getting that tense. I don't think it just started that tense you right. know what i'm saying um, it might have a background story to it mm-hmm. but all that to be said i mean i think as a uh uh a interviewer mm-hmm. there should be a certain uh i don't know journalistic integrity uh, etiquette, to it. etiquette to it that it gotta be really extreme for me to really want to funk with you on set right and and you know what i'm saying right, like right. really take the money and time i didn't spend to get this product created and i'm about to fight you on camera Take like, it there, right? Like, come on, man. But the point is that tense factor that he created, I think, got the 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 melee to kind of get ready to start. Right. You know what I'm saying? But as far as I don't know if DJ Academics was asking too many questions that, you know what I'm saying, he shouldn't have been asking or right. and then Joe Button being the type of personality he is, he mm-hmm. like, you know, I ain't I ain't with the corniness, so ask a different question. Right. I, you know, I'm, I'm just wondering what was the beginning. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I heard, uh, this is just from them tweeting, that uh, DJ Academics has said, I guess, Joe Budden tried to dap the Migos up beforehand, mm. and I guess they just wasn't having it. They was like, nah. like So I don't know what had happened between them two or if it was another situation, because I know Yachty is their boy too, mm. and I know they had their little situation, Yachty and uh, Joe Budden. So I don't know if that was it. But uh, that was kind of what it started that day. Um, and then, you know, everything we saw that happen on camera happened. My thing was, I feel like if you're going to sit down and do the interview, because it seemed like Joe ain't want to be there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I felt like just even from the positioning, him and DJ Academics probably should have been swapped. So them two should have been closer. Like he could have been talking straight to them. Joe Budden could have been unengaged on the other side. That way we don't have no static. Anyway, if you want to walk off. That's a good call. You know what I'm saying? Even if you want to walk off or you don't want to be here, they're not going to even really see you like that. But once you sit down there to do the interview, you know what I'm saying? And we've made, like you said, this is your job now. This is our job. This is what we're doing. Like, we got to have a certain type of etiquette. And this is business now. Mm. So, yeah, you want them to wrap it up. But you don't storm off on our guests like, and throw the mic down. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like they ain't supposed to. So I thought he could have handled that better, yeah. regardless of what you know what had transpired before, because he sat down to do it. Because I've I've heard that the Migos can be, you know, they're not a great interview, or right. you know what I'm saying. I heard that from other people, but right. it's like, again, you sat down to do it. So, I mean, you know, like you said, it, it was kind of something that was already built up before mm-hmm. you even got the got the green light to go on, right? So, I mean, you know, I'm glad nothing didn't happen. You know right. what I'm saying? It, it, it could have been worse. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, I think somewhere, somehow, the old school rapper is going to have to talk to who they believe is the new wave, quote-unquote, mumble rapper, whatever, mm-hmm. rapper, and, and, and figure out a way to coexist. Because, you know, I'm 42, man, but I ain't I ain't just all old school rap. I, I vibe with Quavo and... Right. Amigos, you know, I, I went to the Future <clears throat> concert, you know, not too long ago. So right. it's just, you know, what 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 music floats your boat? You know right. what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not gonna knock Kodak Black or whoever. I'm saying right. it's more of just maybe your behavior, some of the things you say versus, right. you know, it's, it's just they it's it's they it's this time. You right. know what I'm saying? But but I also want to say to the youngsters. Man, just because we forty two don't mean we just need to go sit sit down in the corner. Right, like, <laughs> hip hop, hip hop is what we, we still know we, what we talking about. I, I really know, still know this shit. Like, right. I just be in the cut with it. I'm about to right. come out the cut, but you feel me? It's just like it is what it is. I'm a super hip hop purist. I, right. I, I still know what's gonna be hot before it's hot, even with the young shit. If you give it, you know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. So what, I know we had talked about it before. We ain't going in depth because I wanted to save it for you uh, now. But you had talked about your most difficult interview. So I wanted to see if you could touch on that a little bit because <laughs> clearly that was a difficult interview for Joe Budden and them. So in this difficult interview that you had, like how did you? What was it, and like how did you handle it? I I, I think uh, I think for me being a being a a, a personable person. Mm-hmm was important to interviewing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's one thing to know all the, the who, what, wins, where's, and how's, and who's, but am I somebody that they really would just have a drink with and really kick it with, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's what I just tried to approach it with. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, man, you got to realize this is in the 90s, so, you know, the East and West Coast thing, beef, was that shit was at a, at an all time high, right? But and uh, but the oxymoron about me and just the kind of culture of people I was around, we still loved hip hop, right? You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that, you had to love some shit from New York mm-hmm. if you love hip hop, right? You know what I'm saying? So I was in this conundrum where I had to still be in this middle ground of producing a hip hop TV show, right? So I mean, I got to show the shit that's current wherever the fuck it's from. Right. I don't care where it's from. I got to just show what's really current, right? You know, through the lens of a East Oakland dude, right? You feel me? But the point was, is uh, you know, some of the East Coast interviews is probably the hardest, mm-hmm. like the LL Cool J one or the the Jay Z one, mm-hmm. you know. And it wasn't because of them as individuals or their music. It was just the 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 energy of the area that I lived in mm. and the climate at the time mm. and trying to get a, a real conversation where both were, both worlds can understand each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think they understood more from, yeah, they, they traveled out here and know this place, right. but they wasn't seeing it really from the lens of a West coast dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it was just that, 
situation because I was remembering what the barbershops were talking to me like. Right. I was remembering what the hood was saying about, you know, certain things that I was playing from the East Coast that I shouldn't be playing. Right. And then I had to sit and interview them and kick it with them and right. talk to them. So sometimes I had those kind of, you know, things going on mm-hmm. when when just trying to conduct an introduction to an artist that I'm actually like. Right. Like Jay-Z, for example, uh, for Jay-Z, it was a trip because I had basically uh, went to what's called, it was called the uh, Hip Hop Coalition Listening Party, mm. where in San Francisco, you know, people like uh, Sway to, uh, it was just uh, just so many different DJs from all over the country, uh, excuse me, all, all over the Bay that would come and have these meetings where we'll listen to music that we're going to all kind of just see if we like it and maybe we'll all support it, mm. you know, whether you're a video show or a radio station. Mm. So all that to be said, one song was brought to us by this dude named Jay-Z, and it was called In My Lifetime. Mm. You feel me? Uh, real hip-hop heads, they know that song. But it's like, you know, this is before it even was really out there yet. It was just a 12-inch single right. that they was just starting to bring it around. You know, they basically the, the story goes is, Jay-Z, Kareem Burks, and Dame Daz jumped in a Pathfinder and they took themselves on like a a, a a nationwide tour, so to speak. Mm. And one of their stops is when they came out here mm. and I end up interviewing them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So the point was is that the uh, In My Lifetime song uh, was kind of introduced to me and I knew he was talented before, you know what I'm saying, I, I heard anything about him or what he was about to be. Right. And now I had to kind of prepare my audience to look, man. And I know this dude from New York, but this dude is super dope. Right. Because then they sent me this fax of his bio, and in the bio, it basically said that he didn't write his lyrics. Mm. And that was in the 90s, so that was like real unheard of. Everybody was writing their songs. Right. And then for him to be now, you know, bringing this new tempo where he memorizing his song through different pieces of paper that he just bringing together it was it was just I knew he was about to be different. Mm. So it was just the point was is that as a, a studier studier of as a, a subject matter, I knew he was about to be dope. But the conversation I wanted to have with him about I guess mending East and West Coast things, um, Jay Z wasn't that kind of a talkative dude. Right. That's the point. Like that that was what was kind of difficult. That I knew how dope he was and how much they needed to hear him and know that he was relatable. Mm-hmm. But that that tension was really there. The quiet. He was like kind of quiet. He was kind of like reserved. Mm-hmm. He didn't really want to talk that much. He talked, you know, when the right questions, so to speak, was given to him. But right. as far as opening up and giving you a vibe, he was he was like reserved. Right, right, right. You think that might have had something to do with him still being kind of young too in the game? Nah. Like just as far as like dealing with maybe the situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, of course, it's like an older, you know what I'm saying, more seasoned vet. Like, I'm sure he would have handled, you know, those situations or if a situation like that happened today, he'd know exactly how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but then he it, it was just it was just his – I ain't mad at him. He had this street cool vibe to mm-hmm. him that – yeah, I'm. A, yeah, we can talk. We can vibe a little bit. Right, it's right. It's a certain amount. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna like give just you different everything. artists. I really just had them like, all right, okay, you've been here two hours. Okay, yes, we're, we're it's got it's over now. Right, you know what I'm saying? With him, it was like cool. He's here. The vibe was cool, 
but it wasn't like you had this explosion of a personality. I, I think even if you watch all his interviews, he's just never been that kind of a dude. Right. Versus me, I'm knowing as a fan or just a person about to interview this dude, I studied him already. I'm like, dude, you're dope. Like, I want them to open up because I, y'all, I see it already. It, right. I, I ain't waiting for all this extra. I already know, dude. You, you, I read your bio. You ain't writing your lyrics down. Right. You're, you're doing some different intelligent shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I saw that from the beginning. So, just on a like hip hop purist type vibe, that kind of a, a, that was the type of experiences I was getting doing that hip hop show, man. And I ain't gonna front. I got to do a documentary and. Just share all that because that's really what happened. I just got through into having a hip hop TV show. So for I, let's just put it this way, dog. I, I had to go on the air for at least for maybe two years on Saturdays from four to six for like two years. So that's what fifty two. So that's at least a hundred and hundred and four or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But then you know a couple of hit and misses. But I ain't gonna front. I probably didn't miss but about maybe ten shows out of that two years. So. You know what I'm saying? So that's how many times I had to go on the air and spend two hours on the camera. And I go find and have a, like hundreds, but I definitely have had that experience with hundreds of artists and right. just uh, living living the culture, man. I just love the culture. You know what right. I'm saying? And so with that show, I just I just did that. You know what I'm saying? But the, yeah, the East Coast to, to answer your question, yeah, the that, East Coast ones are the, probably the most difficult. That's that's a trip. That's yeah. crazy. Yo, so wait, real quick, and I'm going to go to the next day. So did you interview him after Big died, or was that before? Because you said 96, right? Uh, it, it was like ninety mid-96, so uh, I think Big has not died. Yeah, I was about Big, to say, he must Big have still been alive. alive. Big was yeah. still alive. Because I think he died yeah, Big like was that still alive. fall or yeah, something yeah, cause, like that. Yeah, yeah, because Pac died first. Yeah. So he died in 96. Right. And so that was probably the year I actually did the interview with, with Jay-Z. It was in 96, like in uh, April, February of 96. Oh, that's when I, That's when I did yeah. the interview with that dude. Bro, you part of hip-hop history, bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Like, for real. <laughs> And then it's crazy. I ran into the dude at the Super Bowl about a, about two years ago. Man, it was, that's just a whole another story. At man. uh uh, what's the name of they field? You talking uh, about the Niners? Oh, at the Niners. Yeah, I was what's working at Levi's. Levi's. Yeah. Levi's. You know my my regular job in the union. You right. know what I'm saying was working at the uh, Super Bowl. I was fortunate to work there and in my union. But that's just a whole another story. But the point is, on some hip hop shit, man. No doubt, man. I, I really have been a, a real hip-hop head. And I think sometimes when I'm even doing other things in my life, hip-hop kind of reminds me I got to come back around it. Hip-hop is life, for yeah, real. Yeah. Well, speaking of history, man, you, like I said, you made hip-hop history in Oakland, getting ready to make hip-hop history again. And something you're a part of that's dope, I want you to talk about is uh, Tupac Day. Mm. So, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I know it just announced like a few weeks ago. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to, you know, Libby Shab's, uh mayor's office in the city of Oakland. Yes, uh, sir. They uh, enacted uh, Tupac Day in uh, 2016. Mm. But uh, this year, it was like a special uh, ceremonial thing uh, in commemoration to the new um, movie that yeah. came out, All Eyes on Me, this year. Mm. And so, uh, they asked me to go on her behalf to... Uh, Los Angeles and go to the LA premiere and announce the Tupac Day and you know want want people to really know that we believe in that mm. you know what I'm saying in the city so uh, that was a dope experience you know shout out to uh, Lionsgate and uh, Cold Black Films uh, 
I actually, you know, got a chance to go kick it there at the uh, movie premiere. We did the after party announcement, you know. All right. LT Hutton and, uh, you know, just a lot of people. Money B, shout out to Money B. Uh, you got Hammer up in there, uh, Russell Simmons. Uh, just a slew of people in there was just partying on behalf of that movie, man. Sheesh. So, man. you know, with that being said, what I was there about was the uh, Tupac Day. So, uh, you know, Tupac Day, man, I think it's just it was just something that we said we should do up in this city because, uh, you know, he just had a, a unique impact on us and we definitely had a unique impact on him. You right. know, he he considered the town a place where he got his game, man. Right. And, and I think with his game from us, so to speak, it just propelled him all the way to the full superstar status that he, he already was. But just with that game, it just it just took him to another level. So mm-hmm. with that being said, uh you know, Tupac Day, we looking at it first from a, a sense of uh, con- consistently honoring it. Right. And then, uh, you know, I got aspirations for bigger things. You know, I, I want to get the right people in the right rooms to uh, solidify things before I fully announce my full plan. Right. But, again, we want to um, pay respect to the family, you know, and all the parties that be right, right, that uh, would be considered to be um, partners to uh, make this thing in 2018 what I want it to be. Right. You know. Which is a festival. Right, yeah. Shit, that's okay, a, right, there you go. I want it should be, a, be. Okay, there you go. Right. I want it to be a fucking festival. <laughs> yeah. you, you got it. I want, I want a fucking festival. I was, I was about to say, yeah. then he was like, I'll announce it later. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. it should probably be a festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a Tupac Day festival. Right. But to see, the whole thing is I don't want greed to kick in. I right. want uh, organic interaction with family members and you know, the parties that beat it, it's all going to have to be together right. to make something like that very unique work. Right. And I, I, it's crazy because I think this is the perfect place to have it, like you said. But because I know we'll get all aspects of Tupac. This is the home of the Black Panthers. This is the home where he got his game, like you said, from where his music, you know what I'm saying? All of that. So the way, like, I feel like all of that can be brought together here. It's going to be crazy, man. So I'm now, The vision is there. Yeah, the vision I'm... is clear as well. But it's just, you know, I didn't want to just, you know, get, you know, to somebody hear this and then it's, oh, shit. You right. Know, when Chuck called me, I know I got to think this high. Right, and, right. You know, I want everybody to think organic. Right. It's, it's going to take it's going to take some real things to happen. Right. To, like I said, get the proper stages and get the city behind it to, you know, Black streets off, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you're gonna do it right. Yeah, and let hip hop really, you know, act the ass in the city, you right. know. And it got to be organized and controlled, fun. You feel me? Right. So, you know, yeah, something like that, man, for Tupac Day. And then, of course, you know, we're looking at uh, establishing the Tupac Street. Mm. You know, we're looking for a location to do a Tupac Street. Um, we need that. So, you know, just again, let it be known that that dude, you know, salute Pac, man. Yeah, That's salute all it is. to him. So real quick, what before you know I have you like give us anything you got, mm-hmm. but what was his influence um, on the Bay Area, and what was the Bay Area's influence on him? You feel like, and as well as like his just impact on music. I mean, Pac man, he I think he was like our Elvis. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like. Pac was like, like man, he he just was a hybrid. Of a lot of things that came into one Voltron. Mm. Like you know, he had New York in him, the Baltimore, Marin, 
Yeah, this town and he then he went to LA and it was just like all these things just made him into this one crazy entity. Mm-hmm. And um the biggest thing about the dude was I don't know how where he got it from moms or whatever. He was always open to whatever emotion he wanted to share with you. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I don't think every artist knew how to capture that like him. And uh so I think that's what his effect was on us as a as a hip hop community. But uh as far as out here I think the way he just wrapped up his vibe with understanding our game and making it his own, mm. I think that was the biggest uh, compliment. You know what I'm saying? I think right. that was the compliment that he gave to the Bay. You right. know what I'm saying? That if you can hear it in many interviews, he mentioned us. So I think right. he understood what we stood for, and that's I think that's the biggest compliment. And so I, I just believe, you know, Going through all what he went through, with you know, you watched the movie that he was targeted from the beginning. You know what I'm saying with his moms and Black Panthers to, you know, saying you know what I'm gonna really get into this rap game and get into this movie game and, you know, make my presence felt. It's like, you know, I don't think nobody else gonna ever do it like dude. He he came out with the first double album. Mm. Like, you know, he was number one while he was in jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. who? I mean, he didn't sold, you know, 20 million albums after he'd been dead. Like, I mean, this, you know, this is a different kind of a dude. He was writing hundreds of songs. Man, he was on some print shit. Right. Like, you know, real serious work ethic. You know, so I, I just, I just think he gonna be the best for a long time. I mean, you don't get me wrong, the dude. Like, like as far as just taking hip hop to another stratosphere, I think. Jay-Z is a fool, how mm-hmm. he did it on the business level, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But as far as, like, really impacting generations in, in a certain kind of way, right. I mean, you know, Pac, Pac did that. Mm. I think, man, that was a perfect response, my guy. <laughs> so that's all I got, man, if you want to. Shout anything else out, man. And I mean, sh- let I mean, us know sh- what you got going to live, on. Man, sh- man, it ain't about me, man. Shout out to Live at the Barbecue for having me. Yeah. You you and Imani, you know what I'm saying? Imani, next time we can do it again, whatever. Oh, yeah, we got to. And, you know, like I said, man, shout out to you, Amir. Uh, shout out to Tang, you know what I'm saying, from, you know, being definitely an intricate part of this. Man. And, you know, like I said, man, it was just it was just good to just chop it up and, and hear from this generation and, and just vibe, man. I look forward to doing it again. Man, I appreciate you guys having me, man. So uh, thank you for coming to Live at the Family Barbecue. I give a mm-hmm. shout out to my man, Kev. Engineering was it's crazy. And here good. did it with us. Appreciate you, brother. And uh, that's it, man. We'll see y'all soon.